Against All Odds is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it, and you must be 21 or older. Coming to you on a Wednesday morning, Mikey Meatballs fiddling with the knobs and joining me as always, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's shaking, Sal? What's going on, buddy? I have st- I, I've, I've had it with the colleges, guys. I'm sorry. I could pretend to be a huge uh, fan where I know the fifth string receiver for Texas Tech. But I've I've studied more with the SEC and Big 12 and Big 10 and ACC more than I think more than I ever studied in college. But like the four years put together. Um, But anyway, I'm not going to complain. We did the SEC. We did the Big 10 on Monday. That Brian, what was that? That was like a three and a half hour podcast. And now we're bouncing back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, with the ACC and Big 12. We love it all. We love it all. So we'll break down those conferences and then Pac-12 tomorrow, plus Notre Dame, plus our Heisman pick, plus our pick to win it all. We're going to have a baseball pick for you. I do want to talk hard knocks, of course, Wednesday morning, coming off the big episode, the second episode, Tuesday night. Um, started off with, the, what do you call that, an illusionist, a mentalist? Was that Parley Kid that came into the, the room and and uh, really wowed the team with his, he didn't want to really say tricks, but really these mind games. It was uh, right. pretty fascinating, yeah. So, yeah, right? Yeah, what is that? What is that? Magician, illusionist, mentalist, like you said. I'm not really sure what you call it, but pretty impressive nonetheless. Good way to start the episode. Another good episode of Hard Knocks. Yeah, I thought, getting back to the uh, mentalist, which, uh, you know, Tuesday is also 9 p.m. on CBS, I think. No, but this guy it was in control. He did that goldfish trick. Somehow, somehow Aaron Rodgers was left holding a goldfish at the end <laughs> of it all. And it made me think this guy, I, I, he seems more competent than a lot of the coaches. I'm not going to say Robert Sala, but more than Scary. some of the assistant coaches. And should he at least be in charge of clock management, maybe, <laughs> Harry, or something? Can't they get him a job on the staff? Right. That was that was fantastic. I love that beginning. Love yeah. the show again. I gave, I gave it another B, another B plus now. Another B plus. Really? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I love it. And then they show the team fighting, which is great. I don't know. Um, I wonder, Bry, if that's staged or not. That could be some like Real Housewives stuff. Like, um, you know, maybe somebody gets in the ear and uh, of a third string guy, you know, guy who doesn't really have a chance of making the team. Like, yeah. hey, why don't you start something up I, there? I think that happens a lot in football, especially at that level when there's not enough energy. When all of a sudden the coach says, "Hey, guys, we want to be, you know." Let's bring a little bit more physicalness. I don't know if they're exactly telling them let's start fights, but obviously something something started that because even then they got into the Panthers scrimmage. Right. And they were kind of soft in that scrimmage. So it's like, right. I I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, it's good. Lots of swearing, though, again, Parlikin. I know you don't (laughs) like it. You're a coach for many, many years. And this Robert Sala comes out and he's like uh, Al Pacino and Scarface. I actually don't (laughs) think it's that bad. You um, you had a problem with it again last night. No, just so, look, it's not just solid. It's every time they show somebody on the staff. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's, mm. it's, these guys are intelligent guys. They're professional football coaches. Yeah. Like they, they, there's, there's other ways to articulate than by dropping F-bombs every three seconds. That's it. I, I, look, I get there's a time and place for it, but just seems like it's uh, rampant in this uh, first two episodes. Just I think- cursing, curse after curse by every single coach that they see. 
Well, first of all, I think they're showing off, right? They know a camera's in yeah, their I face. Yeah, I think that's they're- part of it, too. I think so. Right. Yeah. To me, that comes across. It should almost be the opposite. Try to come off a little bit more intelligent. Right. That's, like, that's like, my point. Like my Aunt Chippy does it, right? I mean, <laughs> she's a monster uh, Monday through Sunday, 24-7. But then when she's on TV, she like really gets it together. Swabs <laughs> in there. But uh, no, I, I get it. And we've seen this a lot. I'm not even saying Robert Sala or his staff or whoever are different when the cameras are not on, maybe they're not, I don't know these guys, but um, I don't know what, like we've seen it work, right? We saw it work with Tom Landry with the legendary Cowboys teams over the years. And then there's some stoic coaches who you like, Hey, just come on, let's get something going here. You know, you have a a three and 10 team so far and it's December. And, uh, and then we've seen the rah, rah guys fail too, Bry. So I'm not sure. I think he's, he strikes an okay balance. I I think like you, you want these guys probably to blow up on the team, three times a year and he's already over his quota, but yeah, I don't know. It doesn't bother me that much. I think he's, as far as these other coaches go, he's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, He doesn't strike me necessarily as a guy that curses a lot, even though he's cursing a lot on this. I do find, I still, I know this is two episodes in. I still find him when he talks every, everything to me for Salah so far still seems a little staged, right? Just when he communicates, just, I mean, that just totally may be the way he talks. I mean, maybe that's mm-hmm. just him, but it just comes across that everything he's right. saying is is somewhat staged. Right. It's hard. It's hard with the microphone. I I, I see what they're doing. Um, the hazing, though, Harry, uh, definitely too much. Too much for my eyes, at least. I'm surprised they even showed that. I mean, players standing in line, uh, rookies doing a three second dance, and then you know, get getting balled up paper thrown at them. I, <laughs> HBO is going to hear from the commissioner. I think uh, that's well, uh, not, not acceptable. You know what's out? Yeah. That gets my duh of the show though. Oh, because it does get my duh of the show because you got, you know how it works. These rookies know how hard knocks works last year. You had Aiden Hutchinson of the lions get up on stage and they did a tremendous job of singing the Backstreet Boys. It was fantastic. And these rookies know that they have to do that too. They got to do something. They had nothing prepared. It was garbage. And you said this out. Papers thrown at them left and right. They had no, they weren't prepared. It was awful. That gets my duh of the day. You got to be ready. You know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, you bring up a good point. The Backstreet Boys have a vast catalog and, you know, it's not just Backstreet's back. All right, Aiden Hutchinson has that. But yeah, dip into the other. No, I I was thinking about this, Parley Kid has it, pertains to us, uh, our high school team. And when we yeah. went to football camp and we had to do something, right. We had to do a skit or a song as yeah. freshmen or, you know, first time members of the team, whatever we were at, at the time, I wasn't there for your fright, but what did you do? Did you do a song? What did you do? I, I think everyone did a song by us. So right? I did a song. What did yeah. you do? I, I was, so I did, if you remember at the time, um, you know, I think I had to do a song almost every year, though, Sal, because really? I had to do a du- I had were- to do a duet with uh, brother John, with your brother, uh, when, yeah, who was older with my than brother, you. yeah, uh, who's older, which was un- uh, which was unusual to ask anybody other than uh, sophomore, right, right, or the so freshman, whoever I, I the first did, team. Yeah. Um, I did uh, the Righteous Brothers uh, song. Mm-hmm. Um, Bring back that love and feeling. Bring back that love and feeling. Yeah, you got it. And then with John, I did the Skippy uh, peanut butter uh, song. Right, that was your... John. I feel like I... Because uh, my nickname was Skippy in high school. Most people call me Skippy or Skip or something like that. So uh, we also (laughs) did that. And then I also did another number at some point, too. I felt like not my senior year, but I think my, my sophomore year. Remember, we only... 
our high school didn't have freshmen in it at right. the time, right? So yeah, the JV and varsity was ten through twelve. Right, yeah. it was ten yeah. through twelve. So I think as a tenth grader, I had to go up there twice. I think I did interesting uh, something from the the Righteous Brothers thing, and it was a short <laughs> version of it uh, at the, the time. The Backstreet Boys weren't available then. What are you? Were not do? available, and you had to take something like that. You did a great one, uh, and I can remember this, Sal. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, Harry. That's all right. Uh, from the uh, you did one for the Ferris Bueller uh, song, um, Twist and Shout. Correct me if I'm wrong. Twist yeah. and Shout, right? I went you, up that there, was your the, song because that was the big. Movie at, was the movie hot. was big at the right. time, right? The Ferris exactly. Bueller's Day Off was hot, but even then, you really don't know what's going to hit there. You really, you're not sure, right? Like I remember our our quarterback, uh, the, the JV quarterback at the time, Chris Petrucci, going up there. He also had headphones on. What well, had it better be a Walkman at the time and sang the Monkey song, "Hey Hey, Where the Monkeys." And he got booed uh, three bars in. He got booed. And, you know, that's a peppy song, too. And I was like, oh, boy, I had to go after that. I'm like, they could easily hate this. And also, it's the same four lines all over. Like, shake it up, baby. And now it's the same thing over and over. But the eight people got into it. And yours uh, was good. Yours, I think I had to do good. it twice I, because it was good because they liked it I, so much. Yeah, so. and that's what I think mine were always pretty good. So I yeah. always had to get up there. And do it. I'm not like yours, though, because you could actually sing. Um, <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> so, no, you can. I had to do Roddy Piper. I had to do a whole bunch of you gotta, stupid Yeah, crap. you did some Roddy yeah. Piper stuff. It was amazing. <laughs> I think I'm yeah. not something with a brownie with the coach. Yeah. So I still yeah, remember. You, you have a lot I can of making still up remember. to do when you can't play football. There's a, you have <laughs> so, to make it up somehow. That's, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you and I, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I know this. nobody else wants to hear this, but. We could still recite Stephen Bonavita's song. That it's a great think. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> isn't that crazy? Like, he did a Bad to the Bone, a George Thorogood song, right. like an alternate version Made of it different with different lyrics. lyrics. Right. Made up to people that we knew. Really funny. And we could still recite that song. How uh, crazy is that? I do. I sing it to my nine-year-old uh, to get him to sleep. It's, um, <laughs> it's very weird. What was, uh, the, what was the brownie in the coach story? I want to hear that. I think our coach... Our coach um, we, we, was very um, upset because somebody it, took his brownies or yeah, something like very that. Very right? fat man, very <laughs> upset. Uh, no, I think they just didn't have brownies one day, and he like complained. <laughs> He's like, "Where are our brownies?" And so then um, that night or the next night or whatever, I did a Piper's Pit, and I uh, I called him up there. I mean, this is a great way to get no playing time. And I made, fun, made fun of his weight, and right. I brought a brownie out there. I'm like, you want a brownie, big guy? Look, look at you. Do you really need this? Okay, scream at the staff some more, why don't you? And, uh, and I gave him the brownie, and a melee ensued, I remember. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was nuts. No wonder I, mean, no wonder I had no blockers on the kickoff. To honestly, Tennessee. honestly. Yeah. Great. Oh, my gosh. Now, forget it. You can't even. High schools cannot even. You can't make a kid get up and sing or anything oh, yeah. anymore. Oh, Those yeah. days are over. So. Yeah. Well, that's why over. I was thinking of last night. I sarcastically said throwing balled up paper at the you know, the, the, fra- the rookies are, is is. Tragic. Oh, somebody will try to cancel that, I'm sure. Even yeah, too, but I wonder actually. like what they they must have told them ahead of time. Guys, take it easy. You know, don't throw a shoe. You could throw paper. Right. That's it. Uh so that's it. Bri, did you have camp or other than when you went up there as a seven-year-old and I beat you with a pillow? Um, yeah, well, that was fun. Gave me a bloody nose, right? I was six. I was six. I was Toughened still, you up, kid. Still, still traumatized. Um, I'm trying to think, did you definitely know it was me walking through the door when you hit me with the pillow? Like as soon as I walked through, what did you just think? Was I anybody? can't remember. I can't remember. I was, probably, I was probably swinging for the fences. Those were bricks in there. Yeah, yeah, but we went, uh, we went to camp and I think we had to do, 
we had to do it. I think up. Yeah, I think like probably the kid was saying up through sophomore year. I can't even remember one year we did something stupid. We would have gotten booed on a normal year. Like we built like right. a house of the deck of cards while we were like singing a song. Like it was oh, so. Wow. It was so. Oh, it was well, you so, really put yourself out yeah, there. It was so. It was so. So. <laughs> yeah, so hazing was coming to an end uh, at that time, Sal, due to yeah. uh, I think the scandal at Methum High that was School. Probably the last gotcha. year. Um, probably the last. It year. ruined so, everything, Methum. John yeah. Glenn. John Glenn went up to football camp until just COVID. COVID, uh, it's COVID is what, Interesting. Uh, we were one of the last schools to keep, to do it. I loved it. It was um, so much fun. Um, oh, we man. could talk hours and hours, but, <laughs> oh, uh, we could. all right. We so, could. but Harry, you give the episode a B plus. I like the ending or not towards the end after the preseason game against the Panthers, Adam Thielen goes up to Zach Wilson says, you're a hell of a player. Just believe it. All you got to do is believe it and you'll be fine. <laughs> All right. You might not play for at least two more years, <laughs> but, but if you believe it, you're going to be a hell of a player. Yeah. And then they didn't show Dalvin cook who got signed Monday morning. They didn't show it on Tuesday's episode. Harry, you trained with Dalvin cook in the off season, right? I did, I did. For, a, for about an hour. I this did. is not a lie. I'm not, I'm not making uh, it up. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. We'll see soon. We'll see soon. Where's that and, video? Uh, Where's that video? <laughs> uh, I'll get it to you, Brian. I'll get it to you. It's in Germany. It's he left it in Germany. He's going to go amazing. get it. Um, so anyway, all right. So that's it for Hard Knocks. Again, uh, it's been good. It's been, it really puts us in the mood for football. What other news? I think we we had the podcast Monday. A few hours later, Parley Kid was that yesterday. I don't even know the days. Anyway, Ezekiel Elliott is a Patriot. I think what happens is these teams see what they're what they look like after the first preseason game, and it's like, well. Uh, Patriots didn't like their offensive line. Jets certainly didn't like what their offensive line looked like. They're like, let's get a couple blocking backs. Zeke is definitely a better blocking back than Dalvin Cook. You can't sign a blue chip guard or tackle, Parley Kid, right, at this point in the season. So Zeke to the Patriots makes sense. Um, good for him. Uh, got Went back to the number 15. I don't know if is he wearing the cutoff short shirt. I'm not sure if that's going to be allowed by Coach Belichick. But uh, I, I think Zeke's going to look great in a, a Pats uniform. I mm -hmm. don't know how long this marriage is going to last. Uh, we'll see. I think we already lost our uh, our under one and a half of those four running backs getting signed bet with, uh, with oh, right. Zeke and that's right. Dalvin Cook uh, in the fold. Harry had um, the over, yeah. Uh, and that being said, look, I, I, this is a, this is a solid signing. Zeke, guy's still a touchdown machine. He, right. he he's great around the end zone, and he's a great great in pass protection. He's still a very good short yardage back. Um, so there's still a role that he can fill, and uh, maybe in this Patriot offense, he even flourishes more than he did in the Cowboys offense. I'm not sure because you know they do still. Has that huge running back by committee. You never know what's yeah. going, going look, to happen I, there. I so. like Zeke as a back. He's not going to be the workhorse he was five, six years ago. But also, you know, he gets a lot of crap for his yards per carry going down. But when you got seven, eight, nine shots from the one, maybe more actually shots, you're not going to get. Oh, you're agreeing with me, Harry? Because all you did was go after his uh, yards per no, carry. No, I'm just saying you're right because uh, he. The point gets is, all you're not going to get. Touchdowns. You're not going to get forty yards running 10 times from the one, right? So, uh, of course, your average is going to go down. But, all right, Harry agrees with me. This is good. We're off to a good start. Uh, good start. Harry, you took the over for those running back signing. Is it because you had inside information with your buddy Dalvin Cook? I mean, that would have been nice to know. Well, actually, Cook was the one that I thought wouldn't sign. Interesting. I thought he would wait. I thought he would wait to see what uh, transpires after the first couple of weeks of the season, injuries and all, and to yeah. see where exactly it best fits because I didn't like it. Uh, 
I didn't like him possibly. I know uh, earlier people thought he was maybe going to go to Miami, but mm. Miami's a team that also has like kind of a, as Darren just mentioned about New England, Miami's kind of a running back by committee uh, uh, team as well. So I don't know if that would have been a good fit for Cook. Yeah, and we talk about the odds, and I, I was saying, like, I don't think any running back going to any team is going to move the needle, at least in terms of how I look at them finishing a season. But the, does, Brian, does Dalvin Cook, I asked this of the extra points gang yesterday, mm-hmm. does Dalvin Cook going to the Jets instead of Miami, it doesn't do anything odds-wise as I look at the Caesars numbers because there's no value in the Jets right now because yeah. everybody's betting the hell out of them after hard knocks. But do you do you look at that and be like, ah, oh, maybe they get one more win and the Dolphins one less win or something like that? Or is it yeah, exactly tough, what you thought? It's tough to say, but I do think it, do, it definitely helps the Jets early on in the season. It's funny, look, in New York, people are calling radio shows like, oh, I didn't want Cook. We had Hall already. It was like too much, like, I mean, look, we saw this with Dobbins, right? Last year with the Ravens. Like, you don't, these, Hall might not, who knows? I know they took him off the the PUP list, but like, who knows? He might not be effective all season. Like, it's just great to have Cook in there, especially you can let Hall kind of return when he really wants to and feels well. So I think for Cook, the first four to six games of the season, definitely, I, he, you know what, Sally could help them win a game or so over the first month. It's very, it's very, yeah, possible. Like, it's possible. You, you can't be in the camp of oh, running backs break down so easily. They don't deserve money. And then when you sign somebody to your squad, like, well, they have Brees Hall. It's like, no, the point is everybody breaks down all the time. Yeah. So get as many pieces in there as right. you can, exactly. as long as it doesn't break the bank. So uh, there's that. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick break and then good Lord, six ACC teams, mm. six big 12 teams. We got it all for you. We got our play of the day. And we'll have it all for you in a moment. We'll be right back. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. You must be 21 and older and physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem, Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117-NEW YORK. Call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, the ACC now. Uh, we did the Big Ten. We big, did the SEC. Four playoff teams. Michael, I should have asked you guys. Over-under, what would be the over-under, Bri, for how many teams from those two conferences make it to the playoff? Right now, one through four, all are represented, right? Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Ooh. Georgia, right? Yeah. Do you have to go three and a half? Is that what the uh, is that what it would be? Is that what the number would be, or would it be three? Probably. It's not two and a half. It's got to be three, right? You got to put it at three. Yeah, I guess it's got to be you gotta three. You got to put it at three. Because I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about it here, but, you know, Clemson and Florida State, or, you know, I, one of these teams definitely could be there. Right. Well, I like Paul Kid and I like LSU, but all right, let's talk about the ACC. They have not had a single team. This is weird. They've not had a single team finish inside the top 10 in either of the last two seasons. Mm. How nuts is that? 2022, the highest ranked ACC team was Florida State at 11. 21, it was Pitt at 13. And they're 0-9 in ranked matchups against non-conference opponents wow. over the last three seasons. Yeah, really bad. That's, that's absurd. But So let's start with Clemson. Uh, their over-under is 10. You got to bet minus 125 to hit the over. Plus 130 to win the ACC. 16-1 to 1 to win it all. Uh, like I said, 11-3 last year with the bowl game. Back-to-back years, they didn't make the playoffs. That's a big failure for Dabo Sweeney. They started 8-0, and then I think they went 3-3 three and three down the stretch. They they lost by a ton to Notre Dame and Tennessee. That said, they've won the ACC title in seven of the last eight seasons. Um, they lose DJ Wagalele. They had this guy Klubnik, the number one rated quarterback in the 2022 class, 309 total yards, two touchdowns. Um, off the bench in the 2022 ACC championship. That was as a true freshman. Will Shipley, first team all ACC selection, almost 1,200 yards rushing. Uh, fifth best, I think, Heisman odds for that guy. Defensively, they refer, return, uh, I'm sorry, they've returned eight defensive starters, which is good. They fell from number two scoring defense in the country from to number 22. Uh, Parley Kid, they're at Duke. They play Florida State on the 23rd. And then October 21, they're at Miami. Notre Dame's on the schedule. UNC at South Carolina to end it. I'm going to go under. I think they have a couple losses by early November, at least two once they get to South Carolina to end it. Uh, they're no longer, I don't think, that defensive threat that we remember. So I, I like nine and three, still a pretty good year. And I'm taking the under. You're going against me here. Yeah, I'm going against you, Sal, because I think it's guaranteed that I at least get a push on the over 10 here. Um Clemson has an amazing home road draw in their schedule this year. Uh, their home games against the three toughest teams they play, Notre Dame, Florida State, and UNC. Uh, that's a tremendous draw for them. Mm -hmm. uh, and we all know Death Valley there in Clemson is one of the toughest places to play. So what a huge advantage right there off the bat. Uh, I think if you look at it, uh, being that that is their home draw, uh, they'll be a favorite I think right now they'd be a favorite in every game they're playing. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe they'd be a, a uh, would they be a home dog against Notre Dame? I don't I don't That's think close. so, right? So uh, they're pro probably looking at them right now as a favorite in every game. Uh, their defense returns eight starters. Their offense returns seven. Uh, a big part of their issue last year was their passing game. DJU really struggled 
uh, which we haven't seen a Clemson quarterback struggle like that right. in a long time. Five-star recruit, uh, Cade Klubnick now will get his uh, a full chance to guide this team. Uh, new offensive coordinator in uh, the old TCU offensive coordinator, Garrett Riley. That's a huge pickup mm-hmm. for Clemson. Will Shipley, stud running back. First three games, Duke, Charleston Southern, Florida Atlantic. Will give Klubnik the time to uh, grow confidence, uh, and then I think he rolls the rest of the season. I think this team wins eleven games. Uh, I'd be shocked if I didn't at least get a push out of this bet. All right, you know, I mean, I basically had a pick between FSU and Clemson, and I went FSU over in Clemson under. But yeah, they they have a couple studs on defense at Jeremiah Trotter. Uh, you know, at eighty nine tackles, six and a half sacks, and Barrett Carter, same thing, five and a half sacks. So defense just. I think good, but not, um, you know, everybody has six points going into the fourth quarter. Good. Like it used to be. So, all right. Talk, Polly kid goes over 10. I go under 10. Let's do Florida state. Nine and a half is their over under. If you want the over it's minus minus one forty. They're plus one forty to win the ACC 18 to one to win the whole shebang 10 and three last season under Mike Norval. This is his fourth year, 18 and 16 overall. They're the only ACC team that returns a head coach, both coordinators, and starting quarterback. That means a lot to me, probably too much. Um, they return their 2022 leaders in passing, rushing, receiving sacks, and interceptions. Their win total has improved in every season under Mike Norvell, and they have the number four transfer class in the country. Jordan Travis, second best odds to win the Heisman Trophy. That's the quarterback only behind uh, Caleb Williams. He had 32 total touchdowns and five interceptions last year. Very good. 22 TDs and two interceptions over the final seven. Trey Benson's their running back, uh, over 1,100 scrimmage yards and 10 touchdowns last year. Uh, Coleman, Bell, those are the uh, pass catchers. Looking good there. Um, Jared Verse, the edge, projected top 10 pick in the NFL. So, that's my guy. He had nine sacks last year. Nine starters return on defense. So they start that game against LSU. That's a fun one. That's a neutral site game. Then they're at Clemson, which I'm predicting they win. Then they're at Pitt in November. They're home for Miami and at Florida to end the year. Last year, they beat LSU and lost a close one to Clemson. I think it's just the opposite this season, Harry. I like them to get to 10, even if they lose to Clemson and LSU. Type of team, if they stay healthy, can reel off nine straight. Uh, you like the over as well. I do. I, uh, that's going to be a great game. That's going to be fun in Orlando. That game against LSU is going to uh, mean a lot. Uh, Returned 15 starters from last season. You mentioned uh, 10 wins last year. Everybody uh, uh, thinks this team can contend for uh, the AACC, and I'm one of them. I'm on board. Jordan Travis, legit Heisman candidate. 31 total touchdowns last year. You mentioned the leading rusher and receiver are back. So offense is going to be dynamite. Uh, Albany transfer. You mentioned Jared verse nine sacks. He had 17 tackles for losses. Yeah. Uh, this Florida state team is loaded. I, I can't wait to see what they got, what they got uh, to do this year. They got a lot of, a uh, lot of uh, offense. And I think yeah. they uh, get over nine and a half. I don't know. Um... I, yeah, they they could be a team that makes that four somehow makes that final four and playoff. I don't know. Yeah, you guys talked about the ACC, so um, yeah, we're just used to Clemson getting in there and just getting demolished, but uh, not the case. So, all right, UNC eight and a half is the over under. North Carolina under is minus one fifty five. You get twelve to one if you like them to win the conference and one twenty five to one to win the whole thing. Um, 
Yeah, the you know they lost their offensive coordinator Phil Longo and their two receiving targets Josh Downs and Antoine Green this offseason. I don't know. They had the worst scoring defense in the league last year, thirty-one points per game. Uh, you know, the Devonta. I'm looking at their blue trip. First of all, why is there, are there a lot of transfers from Kent State? Is Kent State loaded last year or something? Is it Devonta's Walker? No, there are a bunch. Twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was the first uh, all max selection. Uh, he had 11 receiving touchdowns. There were nine and five last year. They lost in the ACC championship game to Clemson. This is Mike Mac Brown, you know, our guy, uh, Tate the Snake Frazier, 15th year with UNC, but fifth year in the second stint. He's going to win his 100th game this year. They returned 16 starters. They were six and oh in one score games in the first 10 and 0 and 3 in the last four. So Drake May, everybody's talking about him. Fourth best Heisman Trophy odds, uh, 14 to 1. He led the country with over 5,000 total yards and 45 touchdowns. He's the real deal. Um, they have South Carolina, Minnesota at Pitt, Miami Duke at Clemson at NC State. I don't know. I'm just hoping this team wins shootouts with a top three Heisman hopeful. Nine and three pays plus money. So I'm going to do that. I think they split their out-of-conference games, and if they lose to Clemson, they could take one more. Mac Brown gets it done. I'll go over and take the plus money. Brian, you're going under. Everybody's going against me. Well, yeah, I'm going under here. Um, Tate Frazier's team doesn't like me. I went over in 21. They went way under. Yeah. I went under last year. They went way over. So I can't keep flip-flopping mm-hmm. on this team. Um, this team certainly, though, has the ability – to win 10 games this season, right? With Drake May, I mean, a potential Raiders quarterback. Who knows what could happen here? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they return a lot, but I think they're more more likely eight and four. Um, you know, this this team lost. Uh, you've said this already, but this team lost their last four last year. They end the season at Clemson at NC State. You know, they, I think they have to be at least three and one to start the season, and that's tough because you're going against South Carolina, Minnesota, at Pitt. Um, but this mm-hmm. team, they definitely could prove me wrong. But a lot, they won a lot of close games last season. So I think this is more likely an eight and four type of team. And like you said, I, I think defensively they'll probably be a little bit better. But still, these are going to have to be some shootouts in these games. Yeah, we're scoring defense, um, total defense, and pass defense. It's uh, they did add they did add uh, Elijah Huzzy, who's from East Tennessee State. I don't know how you keep track of any of this. He had like six interceptions. Oh, and added the the Georgia Tech kid from the transfer portal. It's amazing. The transfer portal on. stuff is amazing, right? Just the people who yeah. used to track these teams and then you have to add that to it. Oh, man. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, the, the scouting is so much different, right? Because now you just, you're just you not going to high schools, too. You're going to some of these smaller colleges and yeah. trying to find guys. So I don't know. Are there like 200 scouts for each team? Some of these uh, upper echelon teams? I'm not sure how it works. Louisville over under is eight on the nose. If you take the under, you have to go minus 135, 12 to one to win the ACC, 100 to one to win the whole thing. Jeff Brom, first year, uh, he gets 10 returning starters. Um, so he takes over an eight win team. They had the best defense last year in the ACC, and they added these transfers from Georgia, AM, Oregon, Carolina, and Wisconsin. Uh, they lose Malik Cunningham, the quarterback. Uh, who's now on the Patriots. I like to tease Bill Simmons. I'm like, oh, this guy's good. Oh, you guys, you should root for this guy. I think he had a decent uh, preseason game the other day. Get get these guys excited. But anyway, this guy, Malik Cunningham, accounted for more total touchdowns, 114, than any other player in the country over the last four years, including 45 rushing touchdowns. Now they have Jack Plummer, this Cal transfer. 
He's nine and 16 and 25 career starts, um, you know, five, including five and eight under Jeff Brom at Purdue. Jamari Thrash is the Georgia State transfer. He's going to be their wide receiver. Um, I'm looking at their schedule. They're an eight-point favorite at Georgia Tech to start things off. They play Indiana in a neutral game. Notre Dame, they're at Pitt, at Miami. They end with Kentucky. Too many weird games here, Harry. Too much to replace, like I said, a quarterback that accounted for way too much of an offense. Uh, I think this is a 7-5 and five team, and I'm going under. Yeah, I agree with this, Sal. Uh, Malik Cunningham, uh, you know, he's started for the last four years. You mentioned four years there. He was also their second leading rusher last season. Mm. To get to nine wins seems like a lot to me. Their leading wide receiver, their tight end, or in the NFL. No one on that team had more than three receiving touchdowns all season last year. Passing game, I think, is going to struggle. And their two best sackers last year, they had both players had nine sacks. Both are gone. I think their defense struggles, and I think at at bat, I mean, I don't, I don't understand how this team is going to get to nine. I think eight to seven, you know, at least a push with eight, but definitely, yeah. I think they, I think they wind up with seven, maybe yeah, even I'm, six. I'm not saying it's a lucky stat, but sacks is a number. It's a, it's a, a metric that could move wildly from year to year, and they led the country with fifty. And that's what kept them in a lot of the game. So uh, losing those two sackers, as you say, does anyone else say sackers for guys, Bry? They um, lost their two sackers. That's what Harry says. Never heard yeah. of it before. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. I just don't. I don't ever hear. I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, it's probably it's probably right. Um, but yeah, you don't yeah. hear you don't yeah. hear it much. All right, well, that's yours, Harry. You have just saying, and you have sackers, sackers. and whatever you, whatever you and Dalvin cook, <laughs> cooked up. Um, all right, Miami. The Hurricanes, seven and a half is their over under. You go under, it's minus 125, 16 to one to win the ACC, 125 to one to win the whole thing. Uh, I wish I could talk to Bry about this with Mario Cristobal. This is his second year. He was five and seven. <laughs> I could talk to you, right? You're right there. Uh, five wins, the school's fewest in 15 years. Uh, they have 14 returning starters for year two, including quarterback Tyler Van Dyke. Parlikin, I think you and I were on him to win the Heisman. Weren't, weren't really close. He was a former ACC Rookie of the Year winner, 26 uh, touchdowns in 21, and, uh, but struggled to a 3-6 and six record with to 10 total touchdowns and seven turnovers last year. So we put the stink on that guy. They have the uh, ACC's number one recruiting class and number two transfer class, in addition to having Tyler Van Dyke back. They have a new uh, DC in Lance Guidry. Um and they have a new OC in uh, Shannon Dawson. So I'm looking at this Texas A&M at UNC, Clemson at FSU and Louisville. I'm going under again. I never trust this coach. I just never, ever trust them. And the, and the quarterback gets off to a slow start and they have to improve by three wins to hit the over. I don't see it. This is one of my favorite unders, Parley Kid, and you're uh, jumping on with me. Oh, I'm on it, Sal. Under seven and a half here. I'm not a Mario Cristobal guy either. I think uh, I don't think your son would be going to Oregon if he was still there. <laughs> I, I, that's how much I think you dislike him. Um, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. Uh, I don't Tyler even think Van... we won't even visit Miami for that reason. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> and look, Tyler Van Dyke uh, pulled throughout several games last year. Mm -hmm. uh, had a very uh, miserable season. I don't want to be too tough on the kid. Obviously, with a new head coach, maybe a new offense to learn. Uh, things were difficult for him. Maybe he just doesn't have the talent around him either. So, uh, but they ranked 85th in uh, offense last year, 65th in defense. So neither neither unit, even though they're returning a bunch of players, 
uh, was very good. I uh, I know that they had a great recruiting class, but it might take that group uh, at least one, if not two years, to really establish themselves there in Miami. And like you said, Texas A&M at UNC, Clemson at NC State, at Florida State, Louisville. I mean, I'm I'm saying out of those six teams, that's probably five losses for this mm-hmm. team. Yeah, that's seven wins maximum. I don't see a path to eight wins for this team, based on their schedule. And based on uh, the head coach's resume uh, and their quarterback's resume and this ACC, which I think is improving, right? I think, you know, we've we've been used to seeing, you know, Clemson at the top. But Florida State's gotten much better. Yeah. Louisville's gotten better. Uh, UNC has gotten better under Mac Brown. Um, so I don't know if this team can win eight in the ACC. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, UNC making the championship game last year is big. And, you know, they have like like we mentioned, the uh, some of these Heisman candidates, the third, fifth, seventh. So right there. All right. So we're, we're together. Lock and step in uh, Miami under. Let's uh, preview Pitt as our last team featured. Seven is the over under minus 115. Either way, you want to go with that. Twenty to one odds. To, uh, to win the ACC, 400 to one to win the whole thing. They were nine and four last year, including the bowl game. Pat Narduzzi's been around for almost a decade, but uh, last two years, Bry, 20 wins. Pretty good. Pitt's most in a two year span since 81 um, 82. That had to be Marino's year, right? Parlay Kid? Uh, right, right in there. Uh, I don't know why I asked Parlay Kid. Bry, you're right. Yeah. So they're replacing uh, Keaton Slovis. They're replacing that Israel Abinaconda. You may have seen him on Hard Knocks, who accounted for like 49% of their offense last year. But this Phil Jerkovic, the Boston College transfer, um, 32 touchdowns, nine interceptions in uh, 2021. So he'll be reuniting with the OC, uh, Frank Signetti. So this could be good. Uh, if they get it together, you know, they have a running back by committee, LSU transfer, Davis, uh, Flemister, former Notre Dame transfer. You know, it's tough replacing nine NFL draft selections on defense, but they still have um, they still have some guys out there, you know, anchored. They, they're anchored by like a dominant defensive line over the last four seasons. I think that coach keeps it together. I'm looking at at Notre Dame uh, home for FSU. Otherwise, all winnable games. Yep. Yep. They'll be either favored in or slight dogs. A lot of switching out, but I think Narduzzi keeps them tough in the trenches. Eight and four. I'm going to go over. Yeah, that's why I like the over two sell here because Narduzzi is a go- good coach. I just don't see them finishing six and six or worse. You know, like you said, nine and four last year, 11 and three the year before. Uh, they ended the right. season winning five straight. And and like you said, they d- didn't return a ton of stars, but they're always pretty good on the de- Defensive side of the ball. They brought in some good transfers, but you know, you got to like the schedule that you start off with Wofford, then Cincinnati. So that should be two and zero. but the first six or seven games are all winnable here. Right. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like you said, you have after that too, to end the season, you have QBC Duke. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a more, I, I would say this is more a play on the schedule than, and, and liking the coach than it is, um, so, you know, they don't return a ton of guys, but um, right. I, I still like the over here. Listen, they Kenny Pickett departed and they won nine games. Right. So uh, I don't know. I think this is a well-coached team and uh, they could they could do it again. All right. Let's pick our champion. Uh, Parley kid, brother, Bry Clemson going against Harry and I. But go ahead, Parley kid. Give us your case for Clemson. Well, I, you know, being that I like them over in the wins department, Sal, like mm-hmm. I said, I think uh, Davo Sweeney. Uh, has I don't know. It's amazing um, 
he went from being the prince of college football in a way to being a dud, even though he's winning, uh, still winning multi, you know, double digits right. uh, a, a year. Uh, I just think this is the year. Uh, I think with a this kid Klubnik, I think he's going to be an up. And this is no knock on DJU because I think the kid's talented, mm-hmm. but he just didn't fit what they were doing. Uh, and I think a lot of it was on him last year. Uh, and with Klubnik and this kid, I think is the real deal. I'm banking on him being the real deal. I still think this Clemson, they, they have a winning pedigree. I think they get back to business year, this year. I think the schedule is very favorable for them. I think they win it all this year. So we'll see them back in the college playoffs. All right, Brian, you and Skippy are uh, in agreement. Yeah, we're in agreement. <laughs> I, I think they, you know, Dabo, I'm sure is super happy to move on from DJ. Um, I hmm. probably could have nice things to say about him, but he was, yeah, he was pretty bad for them. Um, but yeah, I think this is all going to, uh, it's all going to be on club Nick. And, and we saw some flashes of club Nick last year where um, he, he was very good. Um, but I think, you know, if you look at projections from, from some of the analysts, um, in terms of defensively, I mean, they should be one of the, they should be in terms of their recruits they have, they they should be one of the best teams defensively in the country, potentially the best D line in the country. There's so, supposedly mm. so much depth there. Linebackers are really good as well. So, uh, and then like, you, I didn't even bring up Shipley too. Um, but, you know, you get Florida State at home. I think this team gets back to the playoffs. I mean, this team will, it, it'll depend on what Klubnik does, but I, I think they, I think they do end up ranked fourth in the country. All right. Uh, Harry, you and I are on FSU. I mean, I, I praise this Jordan Travis with the breakout 2022, you know, 32 total touchdowns. They have a dark horse Heisman candidate, Johnny Wilson at wide out. They added Michigan state wide receiver, Keon Coleman through the transfer portal could be one of the bigger additions this year. We talked about Jared verse, the defensive end returns that defense is probably going to be even better than it was. He's paired with Patrick Payton, who had five sacks. Um, good, good edge rushing pair there. But the numbers might not be in our favor here. That this might be a dumb bet. We might just want to wait till Florida State plays at Clemson because they have a line for. Do you know what the line would be, Harry? It's not that hard. Uh, Clemson five and a half. It's only three. So if we're taking Florida State as an underdog, we might just want to wait for that game. I'm still going to take them to take the AC, win the ACC, but minus 140 maybe not be great, not be too great because they need to win, beat Clemson, and you get a plus money for that. But uh, and then and then they'd have to beat up on someone like UNC in the in the championship game. But anyway, I made a great case there for Florida State, didn't I? But what do you like? <laughs> well, Sal, I, I like Florida. State. I think they. I think there's too much offense on this team. I think they go into Clemson and they win that game. They won 10 games last year with Travis, a quarterback in nine of those 10 wins. They scored 35 points or more. Clemson Mm -hmm. is not indestructible anymore. Clemson lost three games last year. They give up 30 or more in all three of those. And you mentioned head coach of Florida state, Mike Norvell is turning the corner in Tallahassee. He knows they're catching up to Clemson in the ACC. I think they get it done in Clemson and they go on to play in the championship game. Of the ACC. All right. Clemson still beat them last year. And even on a down year, Clemson did average 33 points a game last year yeah. from their offense. And that was on a bad year right. uh, for their for them offensively. They scored in chunks. I don't think, I don't, I don't think Florida did. State. I, I've, I've watched a lot of Florida State over the last few years. Um, I don't. I well, just don't think they're going to be as fundamentally sound uh, yeah. as this Clemson team. Well, Darren, if Sal, if Sal just said the line is three at Clemson, 
that makes me like Clemson. That makes excuse me. That makes me like Florida State even more. Every well, I think I mean Florida State's ranked ahead of Clemson this yeah. year, right in the preseason rankings. So uh, it makes sense. Uh, but I think people are jumping on this Florida State bandwagon a little too quickly. We'll see. We'll see. We we'll see what how the the first game against LSU fares. It might that's going to be a good test. This is kind of weird, right? Because Clemson is not favored to win the conference, uh, but they're over under projection. Well, I guess the yeah the out of conference games mean something, right? Well, they, and they're the, expected the home, to win ten. Florida State has the LSU game, so yeah. All right, listen. Let's do props, ACC props, then we can be done with this uh, conference here. I'm gonna do a fun one that I found on Caesars. Uh, FSU to have more wins than the Miami Dolphins. They don't play each other this year. They're not even in the same, you know, it's the same sport. So I can see that being the cross sport thing. It's minus 140, but it's very simple. I have FSU hitting double digits and I have the Dolphins to come in last place because I don't think their quarterback makes it to the finish line. Now, if the Dolphins get to 13 wins, I'm kind of screwed because there's just not enough games on the schedule for Florida State to uh, to do this. Now, I, I really do like this a lot. I might put a lot on this, Bri. And then, um, you know, on November 18th, when FSU is tied in the fourth quarter versus North Alabama, it might not be as fun. <laughs> might be throwing things, but I really love this FSU over the Dolphins. More wins, minus 140. You basically get a number, and then you watch the Dolphins play in December and see if they could beat it's it. Funny, so I, I didn't even see uh, this one. So this is a good, yeah. a good find. Fun find. Yeah, go to the special section. I think that's right where, right where it is. So, uh, all right, Harry. Uh, oh boy, wow! You've really talking about turning the corner, Syracuse. <laughs> your beloved Orange. You're going under the win total, and you're paying a lot to get there. Yeah, at minus one sixty five, the quarterback Garrett Schrader. Missed a lot of training camp so far with an arm injury. Syracuse definitely cannot afford to lose him at any point during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, all ACC running back, uh, Sean Tucker, from a year ago, over 1,000 yards in Tampa Bay with the Bucks. Uh, Syracuse has a brutal, brutal three-game stretch. In 15 days, they have to play home against Clemson, at North Carolina, at Florida State. They wow. lose all three of those, and they're just set off for the rest of the season. Maybe they just tank down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And Syracuse, since 2019, has only hit seven wins once. Got to do it here. I don't see it. I see. I'm going to get to six. All right, but I, I don't want to. I can't speak for Brother Brian, the parlor kid. I, when Syracuse is four and one somehow miraculously, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear how great they are. Look out for Syracuse. They're tough. Uh, you have the fair, under. Fair. You have the under. Speak for all of us. Uh, That's a thank you. Okay. All they right. They do play Clemson tough every year, though. They do play Clemson well, tough. Well, change your pick then. Change it now or forever hold I'm your okay. peace. All right. Under uh, six and a half. Parley Kid, you have a player prop. Yeah. Uh, Drake May over 28 and a half touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know May is missing a few of his better receivers uh, from the team last year. Got a new offensive coordinator in as well. Uh, but he did throw 38 touchdowns last year. He threw five three times, uh, once even against a very good or tough Notre Dame defense. Super talented kid. I don't think the regression could be, you know, more than 10 here, right? Mm-hmm. He threw 38 last year. What's his low? To me, I, I don't see him getting lower than 30 uh, in this year, no matter what, just because due to his talent. And look, Miami's receive uh, UNC's receivers were good, but uh, I think they they they're replaceable. You could put it that way. So May May will uh, have another good year. He'll go over twenty eight and a half touchdowns with ease. I think he kind of pushes that thirty five to forty touchdown mark again. 
So you're looking, the fun games for this bet are Appalachian State, right? And uh, Campbell. They're spread out over like eight weeks, but you want, if you can get sure. like 10 touchdown passes out of those two games, you're looking at Well, like right. I said, right. Yeah. He had 15 and three last year. Yeah. And from, uh, I'm not even sure if any of those came against the cupcakes. I'm, I'm, I'm trying yeah, to, right. The cupcakes, you know, like right. he did it against Notre Dame uh, and he did it against some, some of the top competitions. Some of his better games were against the top competition. So, yeah, that's the key. Uh, yeah, to like get the 10, if you get 10 and two games, then you only need, uh, 19 and 10 games, right? That's uh, that's very manageable, right? So, and right. I, look, the kid is a uh, is a top prospect. Mm-hmm. I think he gets it done. I think this is uh, a solid one. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, anytime you take the over, the injury is a factor. Well, I but know. I, I like aside it. Aside from that, it goes against our philosophy, uh, brother Bry. But we we are drawn to the overs, especially in college, and you're taking one as well. Yeah, I know. We really are. We'll see how this plays out. But yeah, I'm taking Will Shipley over 975 and a half rushing yards. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think Shipley, you know, last year, Shipley is a true freshman actually had like 750 yards and then last year at 1182 rushing yards. I think he keeps building on that. I know he had 15 rushing touchdowns too. If you could find a rushing touchdown prop, I think he, he's a potentially a guy who could get to 20 this year, but he's going to mm-hmm. have, he's going to have four or five big games that just really on those four or five games is going to get you close to 800 yards. I feel like, so I, again, right. I know this is an injury play, but I, I, I'd be curious to see how all these over-unders play out, but I, I'm leaning over to most of these that I see. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to think of, uh, I'm not picking on your bet here, but should I just do what I do in the NFL and have so much success with, which is bet that all these running backs under? Um, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. It's a tough it's one. It's just so scary. These just, just they, can get, they can get monster numbers just from one or two games yep. is, is the problem. So. May not have to stick around. I don't even know if that's factored in. All right, listen, let's take a break. We did a nice job with that. Harry, do you give that a B plus? How about an A minus? Uh, let's not a get minus. crazy. That's not, I, st- I stumbled a little when we got to Pitt, but uh, all right. No, A minus <laughs> is fine. Um, so there you go. Uh, Parley Kid and Brother Brian have Clemson. Harry and I have FSU to win the ACC, and we will be right back to preview the Big 12. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so we're doing the Big 12 now. This is where you got to figure out who's where, right? So they have new additions this year. BYU is in the conference. Cincinnati's in the conference. Houston's in the conference. UCF who's the uh, winningest group of five program in the country since 2017. They're in the conference too. I'm trying to think of what it's new about some of these guys. Uh, Kenan Slovis, who's uh, transferred to BYU, right? Right. And this is his 11th school. He's like the Ish Smith <laughs> of uh, college football players. But it's crazy. Uh, and then on top of that, this is it for Texas and Oklahoma, right? So you got to figure out if they're going to go out with a bang, um, you know, They've combined to win 17 of 27 Big 12 
titles since 1996. And so this is it. This is a one more year. It's a, it's a weird conference because they didn't produce a single first round pick in either 2021 or 2022. And then there were six big 12 players selected in the first round in 2023. So it's all over the place, but let's start with Oklahoma. Nine and a half is their over under. If you go under it's minus minus one twenty. they're plus three fifty. That's a juicy number to win the big 12 and 40 to one uh, overall to win the whole thing. Now there were six and seven under Brent Venables. This is his second year. He can't put another six and seven year together. Otherwise he's not joining this team when they go uh, to the big 10. He started three and oh, the team did then went three and seven and they suffered the worst uh, red river showdown loss ever. They lost to Texas 49, nothing. They lost six games to unranked opponents last year. They have a top 10 transfer class. They got uh, the receiver, Anthony from Michigan, uh, Bothroyd from Wake Forest, defensive lineman. They have a good linebacker from Indiana McCullough. Um, so it's Dylan Gabriel, 31 touchdowns, six interceptions first year with the Sooners. Uh, you know, he won the big 12 offensive newcomer of the year. They got a couple good backs in Barnes and Sawchuck. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess their claim to chain, uh, fame is 208 yards rushing in the Cheez-It Bowl against Florida State last year. But um, they have a notable uh, pass catcher, Drake Stoops, the son of Bob Stoops, had seven touchdowns over the last three years. I don't know. I'm trying to make a case for them, even though I'm going under the nine and a half. They have to replace both all Big 12 starting tackles. Um, you know, they start off at playing Arkansas State. If they can get by them, they're a 32 and a half point favorite. They play Texas on October 7th, neutral field, obviously. Uh, Harry, what do you think the line is there? Uh, Texas, yep. nine and a half. Seven points. Seven point mm -hmm. favorite, neutral field. Then they're at Kansas. Like nothing too crazy on their schedule. I just don't think they're going to be that great. They're going to have. I have trouble pinning them as a 10-win team after they're coming off a six-win season and thoroughly dominated by Texas, who wasn't even the best in the conference last year. I'm going to go under, Harry. You um, see a different way. Yeah, Sal, you're right. This is a weird, weird year for this conference, but I am going to go over nine and a half. I do love the quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, who uh, came over from UCF a, a year ago, the flying wine, who had his third 3,000-yard passing season. Uh, two at UCF last year with Oklahoma. Uh, he's also the third leading rusher on the team. Uh, they have a standout linebacker in Danny Stuntsman who uh, returns. He had 124 tackles. And you mentioned their schedule, Sal. Only road games are versus in-state rivals, Oklahoma State and Tulsa. Got to mm -hmm. go to Kansas. That's a, that should be a win. Uh, and versus a rebuilding BYU team who's joining the conference for the first year. And the Texas game, obviously, in the Cotton Bowl, uh, they had a third straight top 10 recruiting class. I know, like, uh, they had six last year to ask to get to 10. Seems like a lot. But I'm going to go I'm gonna go over uh, with Venables in the second season, maybe more comfortable. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Oklahoma gets 10. All right. Brian, you have a surprise for us when we pick the conference winner. But a lot of these, I'm trying to think, like, the SEC, say what you will, but it doesn't really come down to one game. A lot of these conferences really just come down to one game. Obviously the big 10 uh, will start paying attention when Ohio state plays Michigan, uh, the ACC, right? Clemson, Florida state for the most part, North Carolina could shake things up. Uh, this one, Texas, Oklahoma, let's look at Texas eight and five last year under uh head coach, Steve Sarkeesian. I know Harry's not a big fan. Um, 
seeking their first Big 12 title since 2009. 13 straight seasons without winning a conference title. It's very weird. Returned 16 starters. Uh, all five losses last year came in one-possession games. That Oklahoma game was not a one-possession game. That was a 12-possession game. They won 49-0, as I mentioned. Number three recruiting class in the country behind Alabama and Georgia, headlined by Arch Manning, nephew of uh, Peyton and Eli. Shout out. I don't know if those guys know if I'm breaking the news to them, but yeah, your nephew is on Texas there. He's playing in Austin. So um, is Quinn Ewers going to do it? Like, you know, I'm looking at his numbers from last year. I mean, he was uh, like uh, higher rated than Trevor Lawrence and Andrew Luck. Um, but 15 touchdowns, six interceptions last year. He, he finished up nicely, 375 yards passing against Washington. Um, you know, obviously running back, they got to they got to move some parts around. But they have Jonathan Brooks and Cedric Baxter, number one in the class. They got some big time receivers, uh, Worthy, Winnington, Sanders combined for 2,000 yards. Um, and I'm looking, you know, they're giving 36 to Rice. To start off, I really think they win that game. They're at Bama September 9th. Then they're at Baylor, neutral game, obviously, against Oklahoma, at TCU, and then they end with Texas Tech. I think this is a pretty much unstoppable offense, Brian. I like it. I know you're going under. Number one recruiting class in the Big 12. They gear up to make a statement. Maybe don't beat Oklahoma 49 nothing, but still, they win in that game in 10-2 uh, and two in their final year in the Big 12. I'm going over. Damn you. Damn you. I, you know, I feel like this, you know, we, Harry and I know feel the same way about Sarkeesian and this is the same way I always felt yeah. about Cristobal. That's why I would go. That's right. why I like the under here. Cause I also think minus minus one forty on the over to me seems a little too much, especially like, look, we two, you're at Alabama. And I think this conference is just, it's a competitive conference and I just don't mm-hmm. trust Sarkeesian no matter how much talent they have. Right. I mean, they've underachieved, for years, right. Sarkeesian's always underachieved. And look, I think, to be honest, I think it's more likely that Sarkeesian gets fired after the season than he takes into winning this conference. Hmm. Um, so, okay. you know, you still have games where you go at Baylor, at TCU. Um, you get some tough home games. You play Oklahoma and Dallas. So I, I just think this team underachieves. And look, do they have the talent to beat in Alabama? Sure. Do I see them winning in Alabama? Uh, no way. Um, great so game last year. But it was a great game yeah, last home, year, right? So I think I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Saban, you know, was a little surprised by that last year. He's, he's going to have his guys ready at home this year. Right. So, so then, yeah, you can't, you know, then you can only lose one other game. And I think enough of these teams are competitive. You know, we saw teams like Kansas State and, and TCU last year. So um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more prone to the under here. And I think this is still like an eight and four team. Yeah. All right. Well, you have, like I said, you have a surprise for us when we picked their conference winner, but I was looking at it at they can lose to Bama. They can even lose to Oklahoma and then they'd have to run the table right. to get to 10. But um, I actually don't think they'll lose to Oklahoma. All right. Let's uh, take a look. Uh, Baylor, six and a half. The over boy, minus 175. If you want this one moved, right? This one moved on us. That yeah, it did. Um, I didn't, I didn't, you know, uh, I'm going to take the over, but I, I hate that I have to lay minus 175. It's 18 to one to win the conference, 250 to one to win the whole thing. 2022, there were six and seven under coach uh, Dave Aranda, who's 20 and 16 with the team. You know, obviously they won 12 games in the Big 12 championship in 2021. Then they regressed. Um, they're one of three teams to begin 2022 inside the top 10 and finish the year with a losing record. 
Texas A&M and Oklahoma being the other one. So Blake Shapin, that's the guy leading passer. They have their leading rusher, Richard Reese back. Shapin, um, you know, had that 2021 Big 12 title game win and then went six and seven, 20 total touchdowns, 10 interceptions at 12 turnovers in the last nine games. That's not great. I mentioned Reese, the running back, freshman of the year, 972 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns. They returned three top uh, top three pressure generators in Franklin Hall and Randolph. 27-point favorite Parley Kid um, versus Texas State. Then they have Long Island U on the schedule. Wow. Yeah. That's fun. Game three. Game three. That's going to be good. And uh, they're an underdog in that game for some reason. (laughs) Utah, Texas, Texas Tech at Kansas State and at TCU. I believe they get to seven and five. They're not going to win a championship, but they have enough cupcakes on their slate to give them a fast start out of the gate. And I hate laying minus 175, but uh, I think Chapin keeps the turnovers down, returns to the 2021 form, and uh, they'll be fine. Seven and five. Parley Kid, you have this one? Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. So I mean, look, I was when I, when I was sitting at seven and a half, I was jumping right. on the under, and now it's still a six and a half. I think I'll stay on the under just because to go over, you got to lay a lot. Right. So I get it. This was a uh, one of the most extremely uh, disappointing football teams in the country last year. Uh, six win season ended the season on a four game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, shaping their quarterback uh, kind of regressed. Uh, during the season, not sure why. Obviously, they hopefully they fixed him if uh, they want to win some football games in this conference. I'm only looking at two gimmies, and uh, and it's, it's the two out of the first three games, like you said, Texas State mm-hmm. and LIU with their gimmies uh, at TCU at Kansas State, home versus Utah, home versus Texas. I think that equals four losses right there. Right, and you know, still against Houston, Iowa State, uh, Cincinnati. There's, there's no there's no gimme in, in here for Baylor. I, I so I'm thinking I'll just I'm thinking six wins for this team again, a duplicate of last season. Uh we, we see the head coach maybe uh his days numbered as the season dwindles on for Baylor. So I'll take the under six and a half wins. All right. Uh Kansas State, this was a surprise club, right? I mean, they won the they won the conference. <laughs> TCU went to the playoffs. It was amazing, a crazy year. Imagine that. Texas, Oklahoma, not in the championship game. Kansas State wins a championship game, but don't make the playoffs, and another team does. So that they made the right choice. It was fun with TCU. We'll get to them. But Kansas State's number seven and a half, the over minus 165, seven to one to win the conference, 80 to one to win it all. There were 10 and four last year, as I mentioned, out of Chris Kleiman, fifth year. He's 30 and 20 with this team. Um, first Big 12 title in a decade. Uh, you know, they won three games versus top 10 teams, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state, TCU. They're going to have to replace the greatest running back in football, Deuce Vaughn. I don't know how they're going to do that. And they're going to have to replace the oldest quarterback in football, Adrian Martinez. Um, also defensive end, uh, uh, Azoma went to the chiefs. So they got some work to do. Will Howard's a quarterback, 18 touchdowns, four interceptions, last year, uh, including three touchdowns and no turnovers in the Big 12 championship game. Then you got Trayshawn Ward, the Florida State transfer, was good for seven touchdowns. Um, I think their offense will be okay. I'm going over here. Uh, they open with San, uh, Southeast Missouri State and Troy, and then they have tougher games at Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, and at Kansas. But I'm looking at a two-win regression, and you still go over? Why not? You know? Uh, I, I believe Blake Martinez's prowess can be matched 
Um, you know, like I said, they have the FSU transfer running back. I love the eight wins. I don't love the minus 165. I might want to take it exactly. Caesars has it at eight is plus 270. So take a look at that. If they go eight and four, you get plus 270 from the Big 12 champs. Harry, you don't see it my way. You're going under. Yeah, I think they land at seven. I think this number is, uh, you know, after what they did last season, great season last year. And Howard, when he filled in uh, and played uh, instead of Martinez, did do well. But I just think I'm going to take the I'm going to take the under at seven and a half. I'm going to land at seven. I like the plus one thirty five. You mentioned uh, a lot to replace here. Uh, All American running back Deuce Vaughn. Look at his numbers; they were crazy numbers he put up. Big mm-hmm. Ten, Big Twelve defensive player that you mentioned, Felix and, and Duque uh, Azuma uh, and Adrian Martinez. That's a lot to fix, I think. Um, three best players are gone from the team. I'm going to go under seven and a half. Did so. I say Blake Martinez? I think I said Blake Martinez. Yeah, it's Adrian Martinez. It's right. Uh, let's go to TCU. I mean, this team was amazing last year, and now they're over under a seven and a half after. I mean, this might be the biggest regression out of all, right? For, from 13 and two to seven and a half. I guess they were 12 and one not including the playoff, but anyway, minus 140. If you want the over 16 to one for the conference, 200 to one to win the whole thing became the second preseason unranked team to make the playoffs, uh, joining Michigan from 2021. And the first ever to win a playoff game, uh, they have to replace 12 starters, including Max Duggan and Quentin Johnston, who are now members of the chargers, uh, number one scoring offense in the big 12. Um, looking at these numbers. So now they have Chandler Morris, Right now, he's going to be the starter. He was the starter entering last year before he sprained his um, MCL, giving way to Max Duggan's uh, incredible year. Um, He's only two and one in his three starts, three touchdowns, no turnovers. They're going to go Trent Battle uh, as a running back, maybe Imani Baylor, former Louisiana transfer. He had over eight yards of carry last year. It's crazy that this team made the playoff and they won the game. I'm just looking at this. They ranked outside the top 75 in the country in scoring defense. They were top nine, you know, tied for 90th, uh, 95th pass defense. It's, it's insane. And, you know, and then it made sense. They gave up 55 points in the, in the playoff. <laughs> uh, they gave up an average of 55, 45 to Michigan, 65 to Georgia. They opened versus coach prime. Harry, what's the number? Colorado, TCU? Um, I think TCU is home. uh, uh, Eight and a half. Eight and a half. No, no, no. 21. No. Mm. (laughs) 21 close. Wow. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to win three games, I think, Colorado. We haven't Mm. hit them, but three and a half games. So last five. Got all those transfers. Last five are at Kansas State, at Texas Tech, Texas, Baylor, and at Oklahoma. That's as bad as I've seen for a second half schedule. Right there, Parley kid, right? Definitely in this con- uh, conference. Seven and five, I'm going under. I'm with you here, Sal, on this. Um, like you're saying, uh, looking at their schedule, they have the 30th most difficult schedule in the country, mm-hmm. which you could take that how you want. I think that's pretty tough for a team in this conference. Uh, oh, the only gimme gimme on the schedule is probably Nickel State in week two. Uh, I'm not sure if Colorado will will be a gimme. I think they win that game, but, uh, but then, like you said, uh, things get difficult. Um, right. You know, uh, they were six and oh, and one score games last year, uh, mm-hmm. nine and oh, in games decided by 10 or less last year. Yeah. It's gotta be a regression, uh, towards that, right? Like you go, 
you know, six and zero one score games, nine and zero in games decided by ten. I mean, you could easily all of a sudden be four and five in games decided. Uh, they could easily be a four or five game regression here by this TCU team. Uh, Duggan was was magic. He kind of had a magical year last year for them. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if their quarterback this year, who was the starter prior to Duggan, can really duplicate that. There was something magical about him. Right. Um, uh, there is no return of Max. Uh, Doug in here. Remember that movie, Sal? I love that movie. Return of Max Dugan. I think it was Dugan. Max Dugan Returns. Yeah. Max Dugan Returns. Um, Matthew Broderick. Classic, really underrated 1980s film. It's funny. They're both Um, funny in there. Yeah. Everybody's really good. uh, Really really good. Isn't that a good one? Yeah, yeah it's it's really good. Jason Robards. Jason yeah. Robards was, was in it. Uh, baseball story attached. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So really, yeah. see, remember that. that mm-hmm. See how we remember that? that those movies. Who was the hitting coach? It. Walt Reniak? Was he the hitting coach that was hired to uh, get Matthew Broderick and Broderick in uh, playing shape? What I think you, I think that's no, I think that's right, wasn't it? The White Sox guy. Yeah, I think that was yeah. it. I don't know. Oh, was uh, it no, it was Charlie Lau. Charlie was it Charlie Lau? Lau? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Charlie Lau. Look, yes, look this maybe up, that was it. This is driving us nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know how I, I turned off to that, but you know, anytime <laughs> I hear the name Max yeah. Duggan, I think of that right. movie, uh, the return of Max Duggan. Right. Uh, et cetera. They do have a new offensive coordinator uh, left uh for an aforementioned uh Clemson gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do need to replace 12 starters, eight on offense, which is a lot right. for uh, a team like TCU. They regress here, Sal. Um, I'm taking the under seven and a half. It's a roll of the dice. I think they're still probably a pretty solid team, but there the magic go. will be gone this year. We'll be gone. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, and you were right with Charlie Lau. Now, I, I could be wrong, but I think Charlie Lau died before the movie came out or something. Um I don't mm. know. I hate to end on a on a especially. Was if I'm Matthew make- Broderick a, was he a lefty? Was he a lefty, Matthew? Broderick? I don't. I don't know. I don't I'd always think so. say that because uh, Charlie, like a lot of the lefties, followed uh, yeah. his hitting philosophies. Yeah, yeah, the lefties. yeah. It was good. George he, Brett in particular. Yeah, I don't think he made the move. I don't think he uh, got to see. He died in 1984. Nobody cares about this. Nobody. Nobody <laughs> in the world cares about this. That but, was a uh, good movie, Sal. No. Yeah. That. Noah's another good 80s. It always got me thinking that two, um, I must have seen around the same time, but uh, Cloak and Dagger with uh, Dabney Coleman, too. Uh, uh, Cloak and Dagger, another good underrated 80s film. Hmm. Um, I didn't see that. What hitting coach was in well, that one? <laughs> Dabney Coleman, uh, one of the most underrated actors of the 80s, for sure. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Uh, Darren, 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 nine to five. Has nine a, to five, Cloak and Dagger. Uh, he was in a couple other things. Cl- Clifford. Clifford. <sighs> yeah. Uh, he was in Clifford. Yeah, Clifford was Martin great. Short. Yeah, he, he gets, he rips his toupee he off. He was in there. a movie with, um, yeah, with Chevy Chase. That wasn't Charles Grodin? That wasn't no, Charles Grodin? No, in it too. Clifford. No, they're both in it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Modern Problems with, that. uh, Chevy Chase is another one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what are we done? <laughs> we, oh, we have to do another one. I think we have to do one more. Uh, Texas Tech. This is Bry's team. Oh, you love this team. Uh, I'm going over to they're eight and five. They're over on their seven and a half. Over is minus 115. Under is minus 115. 10 to one for the conference. 150 to one to win the whole thing. Joey McGuire, eight and five last year. Second season. Third coach in school history to win eight or more games and a bowl in year one. So um, they were the most aggressive team in the country last year. 42 attempts on fourth down. They returned 10 starters on offense. I like that. Tyler Chow, former Oregon transfer, um, 
was the week one starter each of the last two years and then suffered injuries. And he only had nine starts. He's eight and one. He himself is eight and one with the Red Raiders. Uh, so then you got Todd Brooks as the running back leading rusher each of the last two years, 1500 yards and 15 touchdowns in that span. I do like this. They lost Tyree Wilson, of course, uh, the edge big sack guy at seven sacks last year, but, um, they beat Oklahoma and Texas in the same season for the first time in program history. And they're only one of three big 12 teams with a winning record the last two years. That's weird that there's only three Kansas state and Oklahoma state are the others. They open at Wyoming 15 point favorite Oregon week two. It's a week game at Baylor uh, or a weird game at Baylor at Texas at Kansas, a Thursday game versus TCU. Bry is what's going to do it for me in early November. That's likely going to make the difference in the over-under, but I still like their chances to go over seven and a half. I'm going eight and four. I know you like their number over. Yeah, I love the over here. This team's pretty legit. You know, Joey McGuire did a great job with them in his first season. And you look, they were up and down to start the season, maybe because that's they had they had to play three different quarterbacks because everybody was hurt. Uh, but this is a team mm-hmm. they ended up winning four straight, which includes a win against, you know, like you said, Oklahoma. They had that big bowl win against Ole Miss. You know, you also right. beat Texas in overtime. Um, so this year they returned basically, like you said, the whole offense is back. Few key pieces on defense. Tyler Shaw, he was great for them in a few games last year. Again, and this is like his fifth year between Oregon and Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. But if he can stay healthy, this offense can be great. Um, I know you, you get or you get Oregon early at, at home. We'll see what happens there. Um, you're at Texas to end the season, but um you, you got some you got some gimmies to open up the season too. Wyoming, Charlton State, whoever the hell they are. Um, yeah, that was weird. Too, <laughs> it's funny. I looked that up. Charlton State played TCU last year too. Um, oh. Some somebody's doing a good job of getting them some big games. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it's funny as I was thinking of these teams too. It just reminded me though, like last year, like the Big Twelve is all Jekyll and Hyde, right? It's like very hard on a game by game basis to bet these teams, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's just very hard to bet against this spread, but I do I do love Texas Tech um, this All year. Right. Yep. Well, tell and so you have them. Might as well go right into it. Ten to one. That's the big upset pick um, out of anything we've done in the last couple podcasts well, to win the Big Twelve. Yeah, look, I like them to win the Big Twelve, and even though their projections, maybe some people have them at five or six in the conference. Some people say they're mm-hmm. a dark horse to potentially win. But look, if, of all the conferences, this is definitely the one that gives you the most value, right? Of all of them, because everybody else, it's one or two teams. You know, SEC, you know, has a few more teams this year. Maybe the Big Ten has a few more. ACC has a few more in general this year than normal. But we saw this last year with TCU winning it, right? They kind of came out of nowhere. K-State was really good last year, too. So there are a bunch of teams that have a shot here. I think Texas Tech, too, just with everybody back and a good coach, I think they're Mm -hmm. they're, they're right there in the mix. So at 10 to 1, I just I just love their odds. The only thing I, you know, we get excited when we see 10 to one, but how many upsets is that? They have to pull yeah. three or four, three upsets. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. But okay. it's, a, it's a different right. conference too. Right. You know, and the, you know, when sure. you have the two, when it's the top two teams making it into the, when mm-hmm. the top two teams making it into the championship game, it's a little different than when the other ones, when you're on one side, right. And one game determines yeah. it. Right. You know, if you right. if you just so happen to be Clemson this year, right, and you beat Florida State home, you might get lucky. Uh, just to, that's all you have to win, really. Whereas but also here's Brian, a little different. A conference where you've got Texas and Oklahoma leaving in a year, you've got teams added to the to the conference. 
it's a weird conference. It's a weird year for the Big 12. Yeah, Anything could happen. Yeah, it's not a bad thing. For sure. Time. It's wide open. It's wide open. Well, I think I'm leaning on that a little more the other way, that Texas, Oklahoma, this is their final stint in the Big 12. So one of them is going to win it. That That's where I'm thinking, right? Like, again, it didn't. the Big 12 championship didn't include either of those teams last year. So anything could happen. And I just can't get that 49 nothing out of my head. I mean, not the Red River route. I mean, I like Sarkeesian over Venables. I like Ewers over Dylan Gabriel. I love this Texas offense returning 10 of 11. Great transfer class. Great recruiting class. Parley kid, you're with me on Texas. I don't love, go, you know, I'm going chalk. Uh, I'm not taking a chance with Texas. And I just, what I give out Florida State for ACC. But this is coming off of <laughs> LSU. And who the hell did I take for the, for the Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little more conservative here uh, today than I was Monday. But you like Texas also, right? I like Texas here. So I think it's 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 their time. They're due. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've had uh, some really strong recruiting classes over the last few years. Uh, I'm not a Sarkeesian b- believer either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do feel like this team is just so ultra-talented Right. Uh, like you said, a lot of offensive players back, uh, 10 on offense. I mean, how many teams could say that you have the number one recruit? So you lost So you lost your best running back, though, right? But you have the number one right. running back recruit and C.J. Baxter coming in. Well, they you never have, have bad running backs. I know B.J. Right. Ro- Robinson. You're right. They just never but do. Alabama transfer, Kellen Robinson is in the fold now. Yeah. So their running game is going to remain super, super strong. We'll get, when we get to the props, I'll talk a little bit more about their quarterback, mm-hmm. which I'm not totally sold on just oh, yet. But right. I still I think they're so deep otherwise, Texas, mm-hmm. that they're the class of this conference. Texas wins it. It's about time, Sal. This is this is good for college football mm-hmm. to have Texas football back. Yeah. This is big. This is big. I like it too. Harry, you're going Oklahoma now. Does Oklahoma at plus 350, nice, but you have to win that Texas game, which they'll be about plus 280, right? Yeah, but like you mentioned, when have we ever seen Oklahoma to win their conference at plus 350? I think that's right. a great price. Now, last season wasn't exactly how first-year head coach Max Venables, who came over from Clemson, drew up the season. But again, this is a wacky conference this year, like I just said, with teams leaving, with teams coming in, uh, and, and – and a great recruiting class again, which includes uh, standout safety, Peyton Bowen. He's going to be very interesting. Great to watch him play. But I think Oklahoma does bounce back from a disappointing season last year. And again, Texas with Sarkeesian, you guys know how I feel about him. He's overrated everywhere he goes. You win a game 49 nothing. You win 49 nothing against Oklahoma. You finally get over the hump and you beat Oklahoma and you just don't beat him, but you crush him and you don't even make it to the conference title game. Right. I don't know. I just don't see it. I just, again, I know they have all, they have all those turning starters and they had a nice, uh, you know, transfer portal uh, with players come to Texas and Austin as well. But I don't know. I'm going to take plus 350 with Oklahoma. I'll ride, uh, I'll ride with them instead of Texas. It's a bizarre conference. I mean, you look at what TCU did, Parley Kid. When are you ever going to see a team finish with one loss in the regular season that was barely in the top 100 in defense in all the major categories? Like, it, it, it's no, real, really I, weird. I, I, yeah. Agreed. Really Crazy. weird. Uh, all right, let's do those props right now. We didn't feature Kansas, but this is a whole new Kansas team, guys. I mean, not even, you know, I'm not saying this year. Obviously, they've improved. They used to be the laughing stock. They had a thousand point, a uh, thousand pound coach 
who would lose by a thousand points every game. It was weird. And now um, they lead the Big 12 with 17 returning starters. And this Jalen Daniels, look at his numbers. Very good. They were 5-0 and last year. Up for the Heisman. It was like a top three or four discussion uh, before he suffered a shoulder injury. But very, very solid stats. Devin Neal, most scrimmage yards of any Big 12 player, 2037 over the last two years. And they have a cornerback, Kobe Bryant. Great name, stud name, stud player. He's also in the top uh, 100, I think. Uh, ESPN's projected top 100. Um, six and a half is the over-under, but over seven pays plus 225. I like Lance Leopold to get them to eight and four this year in his uh, third season. So get me Kansas over seven adjusted number plus 225. Harry, you have, what the hell did you do here? You changed, you had UCF under four and a half and then you changed it to under seven. Is it seven? I think it's seven. I think Caesars made a mistake. Maybe okay. I made a mistake. Too. No, no. But I'm going to go under seven. Maybe yeah. a conference yeah. win. Was it conference the four and a half? It, maybe maybe I was looking at conference wins. Maybe so. Um, but I am going to go under seven yeah. mm-hmm. um, for overall losses. I'm going to go under seven at minus one fi- or wins. Under overall losses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Harry's changed the game on us here. All right. Yeah. They do have to adjust in a new conference. They have a new offensive <laughs> and defensive coordinator uh, on offense. They'll have to replace five, all AAC players, three of them uh, being offensive linemen. Uh, the running back, the leading rusher uh, last year had 16 touchdowns. He's gone. They lost five key players to the transfer portal and, and schedule wise, tough road games. They start out at Boise, Kansas state, Oklahoma, Cincy, Texas, most teams, most teams in the, the power conferences only have to play four, maybe five road. Games. They have six road games. Central Florida, a lot mm-hmm. of traveling as well, and being in the twelve Big Twelve now. So I'm going to go under seven. All right, there you go. All right, Harry's either going over or under four and a half or seven. Uh, we'll we'll losses, figure that. We'll sort losses it out. In a or what, loss, loss, losses or losses. Or <laughs> 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 I got it covered, Brian. <laughs> You really, if you lose I this, can't lose. I don't know how you lose this. I don't know. How do I lose it? Uh, Paulie kid, you teased us with this viewers. Um, you don't like him to, to eclipse 3,100 passing yards, right? No. Well, you know, so 2,100 yards last year mm-hmm. uh, in, in 10 games, averaged about 210 yards passing a game. Uh, Texas is really a run first type of offense. They're not like some of these other teams where at least with viewers under the center where there's, spreading things out. Uh, they do spread things out, but they're not, look, put it this way, uh, 38 points against Baylor last year, you were through 16 times in that game, mm-hmm. right? So um, they are still a run-first team. They, they, that's, they're good up front. And this might be a little bit of a hedge for me when I say Texas to win the whole thing, because if Texas is not going to win the whole thing, yeah. Ewers will not be the quarterback for that long, Sal. If they, if they stumble here early... You got Arch Manning in the fold. So yeah. it's, it's only well, a matter you, you of had time. A guy win the whole conference last year, and it, well, he wasn't the starter, right? With, with Doug. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, exactly. You, you could get so, both, right? Dude, you could, and that's what I'm saying. I could hit both here because mm-hmm. uh, I think they ease Manning. Manning's not coming here to sit the bench. Right. Right. I know Ewers was a five star guy, too, but Manning is the guy, right? Isn't, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know if he is in terms of like, I just think the hype. Surrounding him, oh, they want him out there. Pro- they want him out. They there. want him so, out there. So anything less than seller from yours, like if he if if it's seven seven in a game and it's like 
well, you know, he's not playing well, and it's the second half. Oh, here comes Arch Manning. We yeah. can see that, and the guy never relinquishes his spot. Very exciting. Under, under 3,100 yards here could hit anyway with a full season from yours, mm-hmm. but I'm banking on that there are games there, Manning, we, we're going to see Arch Manning. So yours goes under 3,100 uh, and a half yards right. here, Sal. Good, like solid that. bet for the yeah, people out I'm, there. Yeah. That's our first under, I think, mm-hmm. of the year, right? It makes sense. Uh, and, Brian, you have a player prop yeah, as well. Yeah, and another over here. Um, Xavier Worthy <laughs> for Texas, too. It's um, for over 825 and a half receiving yards. Look, as a freshman in 21, Worthy broke a bunch of Texas records, right? He had 981 yards and 12 touchdowns. Last year, he dropped off, right? 760 yards. But some of that had to do with Ewers missed a couple of games, too. He was obviously much better when Ewers played. But I think, you know, quarterback-wise this year, it doesn't really matter. If Ewers is quarterback and Man is quarterbacking, Worthy should be the guy. He's one of the top odds-wise for the Bolitnikoff Trophy, I think, at 14-1 to mm-hmm. right now. Um, so, yeah, I like him to get back. I, he should have a, over a 1,000-yard season for sure for them. Uh, over 25 and a half uh, seems really low. All right. Uh, over 825 and a half. Yep. yep. Uh, all right. So that's it. We did it. We did big 12. We did ACC. We did SEC and big 10 the other day, Thursday, tomorrow we will do what Harry Pac 12 and Notre Dame and Heisman and a pick to win it all. And a sharp tank pick. And so we have a baseball pick for you today. We're not going to leave you hanging. No way. These guys get picks every day on extrapoints.com. We have one for the play of the day. I'm going to go Justin Turner. I'm going to make it easy. Over a half of RBI. That means he can get three quarters of an RBI or more. Uh, even less than that <laughs> to get. And it's a plus 160. He's got a ribby in 20 of his last 29 games. So Ooh, the nice. numbers bear out. Yeah, give me that one. Plus 160 to record an RBI. Polly Kidd. Oh, you're going Harry's Cy Young winner, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Uh, Blake Snell here over the Orioles, even though the Orioles. Uh, well, <laughs> well, look, uh, Orioles big night. Uh, uh, right? Was it no? Who had the big night last night? I know. I know. Uh, who'd you have yesterday, Harry? Who was your pick? I lost with the Orioles. <laughs> he doesn't know. That's, okay. Padres <laughs> killed Harry again. <laughs> wow. Padres, yeah. Harry, they consistently have murdered both of us <laughs> this year. Three losses I, in a row for me. I like I like Snell to uh, cool those uh, Orioles bats. I'm going to take Padres minus one and a half here at plus one fifteen. All right, let's go Snell. Let's go Blake Snell. Come on, oh, I love get it, it done. I love it. Pour it on Blake Snell. Uh, Harry, you have uh, the Dodgers. <laughs> Big brother, yeah, you're gonna... giving up on these Padres to catch the Dodgers. I know that. Oh no doubt. Listen, I'm going to lay the one and a half for the Dodgers minus one oh five. Hottest team in the majors, nine wins in a row. They're actually 13 and one in their last 14. 11 of those 13 wins by two runs or more. Mm. Kershaw has a 1.71 ERA at Chavez Ravine this year. Hasn't given up more than two earned runs in a start since May. He beat Milwaukee earlier this year, 8 1. And since June 2nd, 38 innings pitch, just five earned runs with a five and one record. Mm-hmm. Kershaw on the Dodgers minus one and a half. Brian, why aren't we crushing the Dodgers? Why we, you know, you go to bed at like three in the morning. It'd be nice, like to get that win in there. Every I we, know. we know this is this happens every year. They, they go whatever, on these, they go on yeah. these huge runs, right? This nine straight and what is it? Yeah. Thirteen and fourteen. And now and Kershaw like, back. It's all. It's all just going to get better. Uh, yeah. Oof, man, yeah. Dodgers. Let's just can we get Dodgers Braves, please? Dodgers Braves. We're not. Yeah. We probably well, was, won't. Yeah. Something wacky will happen in baseball. 
baseball. Well, the National League always screws it up. Yeah, yeah. At least in the last few years, the NL East uh, in particular. But all right, you have uh, Tommy Edmond. I'm digging deep here, Tommy Edmond. I don't know. I didn't necessarily <laughs> love some of these games or laying the minus 200, but uh, mm-hmm. Edmond's been hot for them. Uh, he's batting 417 over his last six games with four home runs, seven runs scored, and six RBI. So, yeah, just to score runs plus 120 tonight, he has scored in six straight. And they're going up against the pathetic A's. So I'll take him to score yep. here at plus 120. All right. There you go. Like I said, extrapoints.com. That is where you can get these guys' picks every day. And uh, we're done. We will be back Thursday. What do we got? Pack 12. Wait a sec. Seisman. What did I miss? Yeah. You're being awful nice here. You're not after the Yankees' performance last night. One hit, like you're oh, not going to yeah. rip Harley Kent a little bit. You know what? <laughs> a little and, bit. And not to mention, it's not that rip. I know they. I know it's pathetic. So what? What is it? I don't think he's There's upset. Nothing. He needs to be more Just upset about it. There's <laughs> nothing. The Yankee fans are besides themselves. Are someone are? calling it the worst season in their <laughs> lifetime. They obviously. If you've only been alive for about thirty years, yeah. then it's probably the worst season of your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could go back to some early '90s teams. It's I know it's pathetic. Yankee fans are upset. Uh, I think it's time Mets fans jumped upset. on board. And I don't just, think they're upset. I don't enough. know. They don't, don't know. seem upset enough. No, Bro, I'm telling you. I want to know what you base this on. I really do. Are you basing it on people you're on a text chain with, Mets fans, Most or, of our, or talk uh, radio? I mean, I, I, Brian I feel and like, I know. Yeah, just the I mean, fans we know. Like five people you're blaming just like, this on. It's, yeah. I, <laughs> I just think I, I don't know if there's enough anger out there. I think Yankee fans are the there's Yankee plenty fans of anger are out there. I don't know if it's directed towards the Mets or or uh, Donald Trump. Or whatever, lose, but there's, lose there's the game anger. is one thing. Yeah. It's being embarrassed is another. Thing. Look, when the Yankees, when Wilpon was in charge, I felt there was anger from the Mets fans. I feel like again, it's come back to the fact that Mets they don't seem people mm-hmm. don't seem that upset. They well, just don't. I, you know what? They're maybe ju- just maybe up this it's because old, we old. haven't given up on this team who as of now is winning 6-3 against the Pirates. Let's go. Let's make our move right now. <laughs> Mets over the Pirates. And, you know, uh, I, we just want to stay out of last place, Parley Kid. And uh, I'm not sure the Yankees have the same goal. <laughs> no, well, look, I think some Yankees fans are probably uh, hoping for last place. Well, because, that, you know, there are right. changes that need to be made. So All right. There you go. It's very possible. So that's it. That's our baseball analysis. We should stick to the uh, ACC. That's really our bread and butter. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back on uh, Thursday with Pac-12, Heisman, what I say, Sharp Tank, and we're going to have our pick to win the whole college football championship. That's going to do it for another episode of Against All Odds. For Mikey Meatballs and the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na 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 na